Tonight on this special Thrill Me Podcast Network video, we are going to spoiler review the Marvels. Is it really as bad as the internet says it is? We're also going to get in through the whole year of 2023 with Marvel, which leads into 2024, and give some of our final thoughts as Marvel as a product at the end of it. But if you have clicked on this video, I made the thumbnail and I still stick with my guns. Marvel's biggest problem is you. Wow. Yes. So I will I will dive into that later on and we will have a conversation. What I'm excited about is joining me on this spoiler review. He went to theater to go see it is the one and only he has his own show that comes out on Mondays. Mr. Review It Rob of the Review It Rob show. Welcome. Hey, man. Glad to be doing this. It's fun to talk about some movies with you. You're a fellow movie guy. We both have some thoughts on the Marvels, especially the Internet's thoughts on the Marvels. So definitely excited to get into this. I've been waiting to talk some spoiler stuff with this movie. It's wild to me because I don't know if you know, Internet. Rob is not a Marvel guy. And, And I feel for the past year... I can kind of fight for the fact that you were kind of a Marvel movie guy this year. Two out of three, yeah. Two out of three ain't bad. Not bad. <laughs> That's what Meatloaf told me when he was singing. So, you know. Exactly. Two out of three ain't bad. Um, but let's get into this movie. Let's get with the most recent. And the most recent, which is your background. And I find that hilarious that that's the picture I picked. <laughs> um, we are going to talk The Marvels, which is a pseudo-sequel to Captain Marvel, but also brings in characters from the TV shows Miss Marvel and WandaVision. And if I'm right from listening to your non-spoiler review this past week of the review at Rob show, you have not seen either of those shows, correct? No, no, I've seen Wanda. I love oh. Wanda. Wanda oh, a great okay. show. Miss um, Marvel's the one you have. Miss Marvel's the one I missed. And I've tried to watch okay. it before going into this movie. It just ran out of time. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I didn't know much about that character going in, which was interesting while watching the movie. But I will give them credit. I think they do a fun job at the beginning. Again, spoilers all day, every day. And I'm going to put this up right now so we don't get blasted. Marvel spoiler review. Um, I think they do a really good job at the beginning of the movie of giving you Kamala, like her, her fandom towards Captain Marvel. And at the beginning scene where she's like drawing and you see these kind of like pictures of them going on a mission and loving each other. (laughs) Um, what I find fun and spoilers for you, Rob, the way they shot that and the way it comes off, that's how the TV show is like throughout the show that graffiti art and stuff like that plays throughout the series. So immediately when I watch, I was like, Oh my God, they're actually incorporating TV stuff into this movie, which I found great. Yeah. I'm glad they kicked it off that way. Cause like you, like you mentioned, and like I mentioned, I haven't seen the show. So going into mm-hmm. the movie is like, I don't know who Kamala Khan is. I don't know her yeah. powers really. I assume she has Captain Marvel type powers, mm-hmm. but I'm glad they opened the film. Cause when they open that way, I'm like, Oh, I get the gist of who she is now. I get everything I need to know. Kind of like right. um, across the spider verse. 
where it's like, mm-hmm. we're going to introduce you to this character. Here you go. This is who they are. And then we're going into the movie. Yeah. And I think they did that because there are people like myself out there who have not watched the show. I've not watched any of the Marvel shows. They're just watching the movies. Right. And I think that was a good way for them to be like, okay, let's help you understand who this character is. And Monica Rambeau being the other character coming in where we will, I mean, unless if you watched WandaVision, which I feel I would have to say 90% of the Marvel fandom had seen that show. Yeah, so I, I think that's why we don't spend a lot of time with her to figure out who she is, because we do get sprawling who it is. Technically, she is a character from Captain Marvel. Right. So you don't necessarily have to dig deep into her. Uh, to get where she's coming from and where her like motives are and stuff like that. Um, but I think the introduction of this movie from the start is so fun. And when they get into that first action set piece where they're switching bodies, I thought that was so fun. I thought that was like inventive, you know, in a world where we feel, oh, we've seen it all. I haven't seen that. And I was excited to get something different in an action sequence. Yeah, it was a very fun sequence, like you said, and seeing how their ramifications of what's happening with all their powers going back and forth. And this is three people. This isn't just two people. And none right. of them know what's going on. And it's right. like the worst of worst things can happen. And you don't mm-hmm. know what's going on. And none of them know that they're doing it. You know, none of them have right. any idea what's happening. But yeah, it's right. very easy. And that's something I appreciate about the movie as well. It's easy to understand what's happening. It's not one of those things where you're like, I scratch my brain. Why is this happening? They explain exactly right. what's happening. And I'm like, good on them, man. Yeah, no, they do. Um, and I love the fact that they realize, oh, I can't use my powers too hard because that's how the switching happens. And that's how you actually make Captain Marvel, who's this dominating feature to kind of like celebrate. Now she can't just like destroy everything and be Superman, Superwoman type idea like how she was in Endgame where she's destroying ships and stuff Um, and I will also give this another credit to the movie even during that action sequence I think this is bar none since uh, if Guardians and Ragnarok are in the conversation this is the funniest one with like it goes it goes Guardians Ragnarok this as like the funniest movies out of the Marvel universe. Oh no. Did you freeze? You froze. You froze. We froze. Hello? Are we back? Okay. Yes. Okay. It, is, yes. Um, it is the funniest movie. I agree with you on that aspect, which was a complete shock going in. Cause I watched the first Captain Marvel movie. That's not necessarily no a funny movie. There's yeah. a little bit like when she's in blockbuster and mm. the guys freaking out about her coming out yes. of there and all that There's yeah. stuff like that. But for the most part, it's very serious. She's very monotone. It's, you know, let's get to this point and get it over with this film. Right. Fun. Mostly yeah. I think maybe because of Kamala Khan, cause it takes yes. a while for Captain Marvel. Um, well, she has to play the straight guy. She has to yeah. be like Carol Danvers has to be the straight guy in this where Kamala is the one who is fun. And then the like even drier one is Monica, even though they all have fun bits that they do together um, during that first action scene. And I'm not even lying. The funniest thing I have seen in so long was when Monica Rambeau and Kamala are coming down 
mm-hmm. and they're in the the globe that Kamala's made, and then when it breaks, Captain Marvel's there, and yeah. like Nick Fury's like, oh god, no! oh it's just Carol. literally the funniest thing i have ever seen yes absolutely because it gets Um, it that's another thing that i like this is the sam jackson in marvel that i want yeah i don't need him any other way i just want and that's nothing against sam jackson he's a fantastic actor but i feel his character is best represented as the the head of the gang but he's not there all the time he's the guy behind the behind the scenes giving you some um coaching and we'll and we'll get into that later with Secret Invasion. It's wild to see the two sides of him, like mm-hmm. from the like you could tell they're trying to do a Winter Soldier esque type of Nick Fury, but then this movie he feels more Avengers. Like this this is the Nick Fury from that first Avengers from Age of Ultron. And yeah. I agree with you. I think that's the best Nick Fury. Yeah, I think um, that whole that whole sequence is hilarious. Even with the fight scenes and the tearing so up Khan's house. Like yes. house is just getting destroyed left and right. The family has no idea what's going on. Right. She randomly reappears. She's like, water's happening, and then she disappears again. It's hilarious. I think one of the best bits about this movie that the reason why I think Miss Marvel, the show, works is because I love the family so much. And my biggest, like... Not even hang up, just fear going into it. I was like, ah, I just don't want to see him for five minutes and that's it because I do love the film. The fact that they're throughout the movie, I think is a blessing. And again, a good way of sequelizing. This felt like the Miss Marvel finale that I wanted. Like, I do enjoy the way the show ended. Spoiler alert for the show. Like, the post-credit of the show is when the closet breaks and Captain Marvel's standing there. Okay. That's the post-credit. Um, which I think is cool because it just bleeds right into it. Um, but we continue, they're trying to figure out their, what's going on with them. You know, Captain Marvel's going around asking people some stuff and they're figuring out the, the second bangle, which Miss Marvel has. And I love the little montage that we get of them trying to control it when they're on the ship. I love the intergalactic song playing. I love them throwing the rocks. I thought that was a nice montage. I wish it was a little longer. I This movie is only an hour and 45 minutes, which I don't think necessarily hinders it. No. I think we could have had five to 10 more minutes of just maybe interplay, maybe even for the villain. I think if I have negatives, it's those, but... Outside of that, they're just having a ball on this movie. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because that was another sequence where I was in the theater. I'm like, heck, freaking yeah, man. I'm glad they're learning how to work this all out because they just got done with another battle where they didn't quite work out. The yes, way they when, they're, to. when they're trying to get the Kree, or not the Kree, I'm sorry, the scrolls out of yeah. uh, that planet because <laughs> I heard this the other day and I kind of fucking like... Yes, and I think someone was saying it to be mean, but I took it as, holy shit, you're right, and I love it. The villain's plot to this movie is Spaceballs. Like... Oh my god, yes it is. The plot of the movie is literally, I'm trying to suck your air, your water, and all (laughs) that, and bring it to Spaceball City. And wow. I'm not going to lie, I kind of love it more because of that now. <laughs> it does add a lot more to it, yes, yes. 
Um, but you're right. Like when they're trying to save them and they don't win and the scrolls are being very, you know, mean towards Captain Marl Carroll. And we get our like cool cameo of Valkyrie coming in and being like, we'll, we'll take these refugees and we'll bring them back to Asgard too. This time it's personal. Um, I mean, which fair enough. I mean, the scrolls have a right to be mad. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. Carol did, she did save them and find a new place for them, but she also in turn ended up having them lose their place right. because she went to uh, destroy the AI that was previously controlling what she was dealing with before. Right. Yes, the right. Kree. And that's why we get not Ronan the Accuser or female version of Ronan the Accuser in this film, who is awesome, by the way. I think she's yeah. great. Love her. Probably could have used a little more on who she was. But, but that's what I'm saying where the five to ten minutes they could have added could have been more gravitas towards her character. Yeah. Just to get behind it a little more because like, and I think everybody can say this, Marvel has issues with villains, I would say 60 to 70% of the time. Yes, we get Killmonger. Yes, we get Thanos, but like we get lucky Loki, but I even think Loki isn't that great in the first Thor movie. I think it takes that entire evolution of him to really get behind him. Plus, is he really a villain anymore? Like well, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. but like he is the villain of Thor one, and he's the villain of Avengers. But we got two movies with him, so it's yeah. it's easy to back that. But like if you want, like she has as much screen time as the Red Skull. Wow. Like, okay. I mean, I just I find it if if they would have just given us five minutes of just backstory of her, I think it would have been a little bit better. Um, so, yeah, they gave us like what five seconds. They show they show the place getting destroyed, the rocks fall on her when she tries to confront right. Carol, and that's I, about it. I think this movie, and you know, what you say about this movie, what you say, I think Thor: Love and Thunder did a good job at at least introducing Christian Bale's yes. character because the entire beginning was that. I kind of wonder if this movie could have started off the five minutes before the Marvel studio. You know how sometimes they'll just start the movie. Yeah. And then we'll get the Marvel studios logo. I think if this movie would have just started, we're on the Cree planet. She could have been walking around and instead of montaging it and having that entire situation breathe, I think that could have done a little bit more for getting behind her. Um, and, and I don't even agree with her. Like I get what she's doing. She's crazy, batshit crazy, but I still think that five minutes could have been good. Um, I want to talk to you about two scenes. Okay. They're controversial. And for me, I think they're the funnest parts of this movie. I think so, I know one of them. So eventually they say, Hey, I know a water planet because she's space ballsing this shit. So yeah. we need yeah. to, we need to find a planet that's all water. She's like, I know one or mostly water and let's go there. But these people are kind of weird. Just handle it. Um, and they get there and she's kind of a Disney princess, Carol Danvers. And it's also a planet that just sings in song. Now, a lot of people have a problem with that. 
I, I I ran into that when I was watching the movie. I wouldn't say I had a problem with it, but it did take me back. And, to, okay. and then I sat there and I looked at my friend. And I'm like, oh, it is a Disney movie after all. And mm-hmm. this is very much it's a Disney. kind of, it's this being meta. I mean, yeah, it's, it's being a meta. It. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I was having fun with it, though. Like, it wasn't one of those moments where I was upset that they were doing it. I laughed when she changed her suit, and the two were like, what the hell? And so the <laughs> made me laugh. Yeah. Right. That happened, the two were like, wait, what? <laughs> and I, was, I laughed, and then the singing and dancing, I'm like, I get it. It worked fine. Right. It's like the polar op- This is like going from Thor the Dark World to Thor Ragnarok. Right. That's how this feels between Captain Marvel and Okay, Captain yes. Yeah. yeah, 100%. 100%. And it's funny to me that we're all okay when Thor did it, but it's not it's not acceptable when we have fun when we're doing because to me this movie spoiler alert i enjoy this movie is it in my top 10 i don't know is it in my top 10 marvels definitely not like but is this the most fun i had out of the mid movies and by mid i mean the middle because there's 34 of these fucking movies yeah so like is this in my top 20 probably um, it's definitely higher than Captain Marvel. I'll tell you that much, but I Damn. had such a blast. I'm a musical guy. I love musicals. So when this came out, I was like, oh my God, you guys are like playing to me now. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and a return of, um, Bree singing. We haven't, right, I mean, you know, the last exactly. time we saw Bree sing except for Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Yeah, right. Scott Pilgrim, but it's, I welcome it. <laughs> right. And Glad that's what I kind of, and that's why, because to me, that's like, oh, you know what? I know what she can do. And I think this will be fun. And, and the only thing I will critique out of it, it didn't even need to be a minute long, it two minutes tops, because I think the time proportion that we are there, especially when they're like, oh no, he can talk. He's bilingual. Fucking yeah. broke me. But <laughs> I think we needed a minute or two of Kamala and Monica to like try to communicate with someone, forget that you need to sing, and then try to sing. Yes. Yes. I think I think if like Monica would have just started fucking, you know, doing something, whatever, or fucking Kamala <laughs> just uh, I knew it, huh? <laughs> like I don't know what the fuck you do, but fucking do it. Um, then, um, the second scene I want to talk about, there's a mystery on the, the spaceship that Kamala's family goes to, uh, Saber, where Nick Fury chills out in space. Um, there's a mystery going around about these like small objects, like egg looking things around the ship. And then to come to find out, because from Captain Marvel, there was the cat. What's the cat's name? Do you remember? Oh, Goose? Goose, yes. Goose. Top Gun. (laughs) Um, So Goose has a lot of kittens that come out. And then, because, again, the villain of this movie is going around trying to suck everybody's stuff, so now she's coming to Earth. And specifically, she's going to planets Captain Marvel has akin to. Yes. Um. So she's like, now it's time to go to Earth. Let's mess up that world. And all this stuff's going on, and they need to get out of the Saber station, but there's not enough vehicles. So Nick Fury's like, guess what? These kittens are going to do it. (laughs) And then we get an entire montage of these kittens sucking down people. 
because they're not eating them. They're just sucking them down. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's in the background to uh, the music in the background is memories from cats. (laughs) So I didn't put that together. I didn't know. I don't know if cats, the musical. So I didn't put that together. That's brilliant. But let me tell you, one of the best experiences I've ever seen, and I've seen so many complaints about that. And the only thing I can say, and I said, and this is where some of this, it's not Marvel, it's you. If James Gunn put this in a movie, you would call him a genius. But because this movie stars three women directed by a woman, we have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that scene is insane, mm-hmm. but it's insane in a hilarious way. Like it's hilarious it's, and horrifying at the same time. It's already fit the first hour of this movie. It's not like yeah. you haven't been taken out. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I it, it makes sense to what they need to do. They don't have enough getaway vehicles. So what do you got to do? Put all these um, kids in one spaceship and get them out of here. And I love the fact that if, um, Kamala is running around with one of the cats just holding him. He's like, yoink, get that person. Get in that person. Like, sorry. Had to do it. She puts up a wall. Yes. It works. It works it, to this works movie. Like you so said, it good. would work in a James Gunn movie. And I will see yeah. how people feel because we know how the internet hates DC and how James Gunn does stuff I mean, there. But, oh, boy. Um, but I feel like we got works. like Guardians yeah. 3 and we'll get into that later. But like Guardians 3 had effed up imagery all over it. Yeah. So what's the difference here? I got an astronaut dog talking to people and you can't take this squid cat. Motherfuckers. Whatever. Exactly. It goes um, right back to Thor Ragnarok. If people love Thor Ragnarok, especially after what we knew of Thor before, and they right. can make that very hard right turn. Then right. Yes. It's right. very easy to take it in this A hundred percent. So by the end of this, uh, the villain gets Miss Marvel's second, or the other bracelet, mm-hmm. um, opens up a fabric of time and space that yeah. she shouldn't have. And they come up with the idea of, okay, well, if we sink our energy, put it in Monica and Monica could close it. Monica goes on the other side because it's a different reality and that's the only way she could close it. But Carol doesn't want to lose Monica because she's already lost so much. And I think that's one of the dramatic things that I love about this is like Carol's lost so much. She's lost her best friend. She's lost her planet. Like she's lost several planets and she just doesn't want to lose one more thing. But, Ultimately, Monica Rambeau sacrifices herself, and she does. Um, and then eventually, what I kind of love also in this, because like you said earlier, Kamala's home has been beaten to shit. So now she they're moving down to uh, Monica's old place. Yeah, they're moving into it. Yeah, it's, it's a very emotional ending there. It's a mm-hmm. trickery, which again, I give credit to the villain, where it's like, okay, the villain's going to work with them now because they come up with a plan to where it's just like, you don't have to do this. I'll go heat up your son because she's going after her son. So right. Captain was like, I'll go heat up your son. We can fix the world. And she goes for it. And then, of course, backstabs like a villain's supposed to do. Um, right. And then, I, then they defeat her, of course. But... Right. Yeah, I like the emotional aspect here at the end of where she loses her friend. She's got to hug everybody. And just the coming down in the ship and freaking Kamala being the one that comes out of the ship at the end instead of uh, Carol. is like, great. Okay, but where's Carol? And then like just like Fury asks, mm-hmm. where's Carol at? And it just builds into this whole emotions of figuring right. out what's going on. And, of course, 
she's over there. She's fixing what she messed up before and living up to her promise. Uh, mm -hmm. Like Kamala says to Fury, she's keeping a promise. I love all that stuff. I love those two sitting in the jet at the new house, at um, yes. Rebecca's house, and talking right. about it. It's like, I don't have the key for this, which I thought, emotional. It's Good nice. Scene. It's like, I'm yeah. going to wait for Monica to come back, and we can do this. Yeah, because she knows they, she knows from the past. She's been through it, right? She's been through Endgame. Right. She's seen what's happened. She knows that some things can change. So right. she's keeping an open mind, but still being her, you know? Right. Um, so this movie, technically, I don't care what you say, because that's the end of the movie. This Not movie quite. has Not two. Quite. Well, yeah. this movie okay. has two post credits, and they obviously yes. moved one right butted up to the end of the movie. Batman Begins style, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so the first one we'll talk about is we're in New York and uh, Kate Bishop is entering her home. And there is Kamala sitting in a chair and reenacts the entire speech Oh, not even verbatim, just guessing. <laughs> just good enough. That, good enough. that Nick Fury does to Iron Man in the first Iron Man. Like, she's sitting there. She's wearing a Kate Bishop trench coat. Like, it's not even her <laughs> trench coat. It's Kate Bishop's. Um, and does the whole spiel about I'm making a team and stuff like that. What, what, what were your takeaways of that? How much did you love it? First off, I mean, we're talking Kate Bishop. I love me some Kate Bishop. Did so. you watch Hawkeye? Did you yeah. watch that show? Oh, okay. Okay. Um, again, I'm a Haley Steinfeld fan, so it was pretty easy for me to watch Hawkeye. Right. Um, so, yeah, I was had pleasant surprise. I was not expecting to see that at all. As, like you right. said, that's definitely would have been a credit scene in like some throw. That was the mid-credit. Like well, no, yeah. I, to, I, to me, that was the mid-credit. They didn't trust people would stay, so they wanted to like butt it up because that is essentially – setting up young avengers do i think it's young avengers the movie do i think it's the show i have no idea but i definitely think it hell it may not even be young avengers it may just be her being i'm making the avengers the again. avengers yeah fury's right. making a new avengers so yeah i like right. that i don't know do the third person are they talking about ant-man's daughter or are they talking about somebody yes. else well um because she says i got another guy right yeah I don't know if that's implying I got uh, Captain Marvel. Mm. Um, I would imagine Ant-Man's daughter is going to be a part of it. I imagine Spider-Man will end up in it. Yeah. Uh, there's there's plenty that you could go through. Um, I mean, uh, Ironheart, right? Ironheart's Ironheart, definitely yeah. Ironheart. So, yeah, if we do Younger Avengers, you got all that. But if you don't, I mean, Sam's Captain America, he'll be in. It's all he'll there. be there, yeah. Um, so that was the first one, which I thought was just hysterical and perfect. Mm -hmm. um, and then we get a, uh, an actual mid credit scene, and it's Monica, who was on the, the last time we saw her. She was on the other a different reality. And uh, she wakes up and she sees her mom next to her in like a blanket. And she's like, has a legitimate freak out. And I think well acted because yes. boy, oh boy, she just pulled that off. And her mom's acting like she doesn't know her because she doesn't know her. She takes it off. She's wearing a Captain Marvel-esque clothing. I forget who she is. It's like bionic or yeah, something. Something, like that, yeah. something weird, but like a different emblem on her chest. And we hear 
um, Beast from X-Men mm-hmm. talking and being like, how's our patient and stuff like that. And like, there's Kelsey Grammer's Beast. Right. Just having a full-blown conversation. And it's funny because a lot of people are like, oh, it's the animated version because it's fully CGI. It's not the the full prosthetics. And I think it was only CGI because they didn't have time to like build a whole suit. They were like, just CGI it. Um, (laughs) We'll have them just do some voice acting guys. Um, But I think that that it's in that X-Men world, because when you get up and you see beast talking to Monica's mom Mm -hmm. in the background, you see the X, like you see the X-Men movie X and during the credits, the music that's playing from it says from X-Men X2. So okay. so I I legitimately think it's the Fox universe, and I think it's only reasonable to think that because next year's Deadpool, which I think is going to incorporate everything. Right, which I, I saw that same thing too about the animated universe. I'm like, maybe I can understand where you're coming from because mm-hmm. Professor, Professor X looked like the animated version when he showed up in... In Doctor Wanda and, yeah. um, <laughs> Wanda, you know, yeah, I call it Wanda the Multiverse of Madness. Wanda um, in the Multiverse, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Wolverine's clearly wearing the animated suit in freaking yes, uh, Deadpool. Yeah. But so I see my, where people are hitting that animated thing. Plus, right. it, it, it leads to so many questions. I'm like, who is Professor Xavier then? Because he's died twice now. <laughs> but that's my problem is like Professor X in the, the Wanda movie. Um, yes, he's in the yellow go-go. He'd die. So why would B say Charles is talking, like wondering how is she? Because he would be dead. Unless the blip did something, but it's a different earth, right? It's it's a different, again, I think, I think, especially with the way they showed that door, that's the Fox universe. I think. Because Deadpool, he's got the clicker thingy, right? Deadpool's yeah. at the clicker where he can go into different Yeah, places. he has his own time machine, which I think will feed in to this movie. Which, how ironic did he do that movie and have a time machine, and now that somehow is going to play into this movie. Yeah. That is wild. That's very um, so that is our the Marvel spoiler. Yeah, uh, I review. mean, far be it for me, Mr. Ooh. Non-Marvel guy, saying yeah, I what enjoyed that doing? movie. I, I enjoyed the movie. I didn't yeah. run into really any issues with it. I had fun from start to finish. It's a very quick, easy, breezy movie. Like I, I have an issue when the entire world, it almost feels like once Endgame came out, if the next movie isn't Endgame, fuck you. Yeah. Like, that's how it feels. And I don't want that. I need... The last movie before this was Guardians, which is a proper send-off to that team, but it is ultimately depressing. Yeah. I need I need a nice like cleanser movie-wise through that, and I think that was perfect for this. I think like all right, the last, the last couple of movies have been like that because Spider-Man ends depressing, Spider-Man's depressing. Thor's depressing, freaking uh, Ant-Man, not really. (laughs) Well, see, that's what I was going to say. Let's get into Marvel 2023, and we'll go back all the way to the beginning. And the beginning is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Now, my quick thoughts, I know we did, hey, if you want to check it, I know the video is on our YouTube page. We did a whole review for that. 
I know I came out of it liking it. I didn't have as many problems as a lot of people had, but I thought it was fine. I don't think it's as good as the Marvels, but I was fine. You left the movie how? Ant-Man in the 500,000 name. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, Ant-Man and the Wasp and the Quantumanium of Solace. Yes. That, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm so far removed from that movie. I, I didn't yeah. hate it like a lot of people hate it. I right. like the introduction to a new Cassie because it's the third different person to play Cassie at this point. Oh, yeah, um, I thought it was fine. I don't think it was the best introduction to Kang by any means. It did not make who was supposed to be our big bad look good in any way, shape, or form with how that movie ended. Right. But I don't hate it like everybody else did. If that okay. makes sense. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. Um, for me, with this movie, oh no, did I not? Oh, I'm such a dickhead. I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't put the poster for it up. That's how removed I am from it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's up there. Um, it's just really small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really small. Hey, our background, you know? Yes, that's it. Right there. Uh, there it is. Um, yeah, so I left it just fine. It was a fine movie. I've never been a huge Ant-Man fan, and I think to kind of put the big villain in this movie, and then he gets swarmed by ants, yeah, I can get reasons why people wouldn't be so in love with it. Um, but... I think the world just went ablaze and was like, this is the worst. And it kind of blew my mind because I don't think that is the worst. I think there are legitimately bigger movies that have bigger problems. Like, no offense. If you liked it, cool. If you didn't, you can't compare Ant-Man Quantumania to a Morbius, to a Venom, to a Venom 2, Carnage. Let's let there be carnage because those movies have no idea what they're doing. While this one at least was trying to give you like bits of where this story was going and Paul Rudd's amazing. So I don't know what your problem is. God, and, I forgot about Morbius and Morbius ties into the MCU and they haven't mentioned it. Yet. Shut up, Ted. <laughs> so then we'll get into... Guardians of yeah. the Galaxy Volume 3. This came out in May a few months later. And I think, especially with the way the internet has acted, they needed this. They needed this win like nobody's business. I know we didn't do a video for this one. So my quick thoughts are, this is currently sitting in my top five movies of the year. I didn't have a dry eye for at least 50% of this movie. And I thought it was a perfect way to say goodbye to everybody while also keeping some around. Like there are guardians still kicking around. Peter Quill's obviously going to come back um, through some way or another. Maybe that's who Kabbalah Khan knows. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I do feel like that, but your quick thoughts on guardians. Absolutely loved it. It fits well with all the other Guardians films. It's the perfect little bow tie off for what James Gunn created with Guardians and with that franchise. But yes, like you said, very emotional. It gave Rocket an amazing story, but it didn't sacrifice the comedy by any means. I swear, I watched mm -hmm. that freaking car door handle scene at least once or twice a month. <laughs> like that thing. I'm like, I... yeah, pull it. Yeah, lift that. Get in the fucking car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's perfect. It's the so perfect good. Guardians movie. Like I loved yeah. every aspect. 
It's my favorite Guardians movie. As much as I do love one, and I think that is such a fun ride, something about three, it's going to just always... It's almost like Endgame for me, where it is a very, like... Ugh, saying goodbye is so hard. Like, mm -hmm. I need to be in the perfect mood to watch this movie, because it is perfect in my eyes. Yes. Um, you did not watch it. But uh, over the summer after that, we get Secret Invasion, which for me... Is that freaking Khaleesi? Khaleesi, yes, it is. Okay. Um, I, was looking, I was looking so forward to the show. It was one of the most anticipated things TV-wise that I wanted to watch. And currently it sits at the bottom of my list because it is a steaming pile of shit. And this is um, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of show, or is this... No, no, this this was in uh, a thriller, a espionage thriller that had no idea what it was doing. I think it is the cause of why you see Marvel TV restructuring how they make TV, because they've, they've nailed... I don't know where you sit on Marvel TV, but when I think of current, like MCU, not like Netflix Daredevil, but for me, my top three shows are Hawkeye, Miss um, Marvel, and WandaVision. If, I, if I'm telling you to watch three TV shows, everything else has been very hit and miss, even throughout the show. Like, there's things that I like, but there's been things that I'm like, eh. Nah. So yeah. much so, it caused me not to watch Loki till it was done, or nearing done, because I went week to week with Secret Invasion, and boy, oh boy, after that first episode, like, I was jaw-dropped during the first episode, and then every other episode after that, I was like, what the fuck are we doing? And then you get to the finale with its final moments, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> And it literally, like, the last scene is, like, Nick Fury going back to Saber. Like, the whole series exists as Nick Fury comes down from the Saber ship, which I do give them credit for at least having the same fucking transportation thing. Yeah. But but I was just blown away with how much they missed the mark. Like, forget about it. Don't bring any characters back. There are some things that happen in this show. Fuck it. Spoilers, because I don't want you ever to watch it, so I'm going to cause you not to. <laughs> okay. The whole point of the show is that Nick Fury has the DNA of all the superheroes, and there's an evil scroll that wants to have that DNA to encompass all the fucking superpowers from it. He gets it. Um... Uh, Amelia Clark uh, also puts it in to fight him. So it's a fight scene at the end where all of them, like she has a fucking Hulk arm at one point. She has fucking fire fist from Captain Marvel. I mean, the most utter thing that was cringe. This show is cringe. Yeah, I don't want to see that. Never watch it. I love um, that Nick Fury is just Batman, by the way. He's got all the other rest of the King crews, you know. I did. Well, so, but see, he was trying to keep it away from people. He didn't want anybody to get it because I forget what the cleanup crew's name is. Um, remember in Spider-Man Homecoming when they were like, oh, we're blah, blah, blah. 
Like, yeah. that's who was supposed to have it, and he took it. Um, so, from that goddamn atrocity, <laughs> we move on to the movie we saw, but we also get Loki Season 2, which I will... You haven't seen it, and I'm not going to spoil it, because here's what I gotta say about Loki Season 2. Between it and Guardians, and yes, Secret Invasion was such a fucking waste of time. Loki season two is the best Marvel thing I think they've ever done for a character. Okay. I have absolutely enjoyed. I liked Loki season one. I liked it. I don't think I was as high as everybody else. It was a bad, but, but what they did this season, I heard that they did this pre before that they were kind of, and I don't mean this like as a bad term, derogatory, they dumbed it down because they used a lot of terminology that people just were like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they kind of dumb it down a little bit so you can understand the whole time shift and realities and all that. And God honest truth, even in the first episode, there is a bit in the first episode that's akin to what Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure does. So in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure where they were like, I'll just tell myself to leave the car keys in the theater and then the car keys, hey, they're here. (laughs) They physically go through that. Okay. And it's fucking amazing. And then from there on out, every episode got better and better. By episode five, the way it ends, I literally was full, look, goosebumps. You can fucking see the goosebumps on my body. And then the finale is such a goddamn triumph. I have I have never seen a character's arc go so well on a Marvel show, but also practically Marvel besides Iron Man and Captain America. Okay. That's good to hear because the first season of Loki was kind of hit and miss with episodes. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't hate that I show. I agree. There's fun stuff in season one, but I think yeah. there is a fluency in this, that is amazing. And Kiwan, um, uh, fuck, I don't know his last name, but uh, Short, Short Round, Round yeah. is a goddamn delight in this series. Everybody's a delight. Owen Wilson's obviously a delight. Um, but I hands down think it's probably their best TV show they've nailed. And they got lucky with it. I'll be honest. They got lucky with it. Um, nothing and, to get mad about, like, the first season where they're like, oh, the finished songs no. don't mean nothing. <laughs> no, no. Like, this this sets everything. Honestly, and I get where they're coming from. If they don't move forward with Kang, they mm-hmm. secretly figured out how to stop the Kang storyline in this show. Good. Which has so, always been weird to me with the Kang thing. Maybe, are we going to talk future after we talk about what they've done mm-hmm. so far? Okay, well, I'll hold it. I'll hold it till then. Okay, so, and then we get into the Marvels, which we just seen. And obviously, we haven't watched What If, which drops in December. Did you watch that trailer? Not really. Okay, so there's a season two of What If dropping Mm -hmm. December 22nd. What I will give them credit for. Same day as Aquaman, you motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll give them credit. Uh, new episode releases every day for nine days. Ooh, I like that. 
So every day you watch that show, it's easy peasy. And the way I left What If, I was like, it was fine. It's fun because it's just What If. I don't think it's going to hold anything that matters to the overall scheme. But without that being said, for me, the 2023 season of Marvel has been drastically been hammered by the fandom unfairly it's the new star wars like look what the fans did to star wars the fans mm-hmm. hated everything that star wars put out except for what um mandalorian and obi-wan i think other than that they have mm-hmm. torn star wars apart since they started releasing new stuff and marvel's getting to that point where they're like we don't like this we don't want it so much so that they're like we don't care to watch the shows anymore and they- I think, and I know I kid, well, not really kid, but I said at the top, the problem is you. And ultimately, the problem is you. There are definitely problems Marvel has. Marvel's oversaturated. Mm-hmm. They do not need to release as much as they have. I think if you did a TV show with two movies or two TV shows with two movies, that's doable. But for a while there, they were just cranking shit out almost every three months of something and you had to go back and forth. That's hard for the consumer. That's when you are going to get people like, I don't need to watch it because, and I'll sit here perfectly as still, as much as I love Marvel as a whole, you will never have a perfect record the way you did with phase one. Right. Six movies, perfect. We did it. You may like those movies here or there. You might not even think they're great, but fucking ultimately, storytelling-wise, they nailed it. Even up to phase two, to three, they did. But once we integrated TV shows to the entire concept, that is kind of hard. That is going to be something that you're really asking a requirement, especially when, like, it's ultimately, comics are for kids. So to do all this, to ask us to, I I went to see the Marvels alone because a, my wife hates Brie Larson, which I I figured because she um, commented on one of my posts about (laughs) you or something like that. I I didn't know that. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to tell tell her. Oh my God. That's hilarious. But like, you know, Teen Hilton, I haven't watched much of Marvel with him in the past year. I think actually Ant-Man's the last thing I watched with. No, we watched Secret Invasion. That's a lie. But like he saw that I was watching Loki and he had no interest in coming in. And that's on him. I'm not going to force feed anybody to come watch this. But they've literally painted themselves into a corner of this isn't must-see. And I think that's where we need to get to to next year. But my final grade for Marvel 2023, I got to give it a solid B because I was fine with Ant-Man. I was in love with Guardians. I thought um, Secret Invasion was a stinker. But then Loki and Marvels finished up for me the year. I have not been... This is true to fact, and I felt lucky. I watched the Marvels and the Loki finale in the same day. And I hadn't felt more happier about Marvel since No Way Home. Wow, okay. 
And just like a joy, like, oh my God, I got so much good shit today from them. And that's kind of the last time I felt that presence. Everything else has been fine, liked at best, but boy, oh boy, man, like what a good way for me 2023 to end the year and the fact that the fandoms turn and I honest to God, I honest to God, the you out there, I think you're just turning on it so the internet doesn't yell at you. I think you're turning on it because it's the cool thing to do. The king, the king has shown red, he's bleeding, and that's fun. Everybody loves an underdog. Everybody loves Rocky, but once Rocky has a fucking robot that can serve him, you guys have been just turning on him. And now he has to fight the Russian, and the Russian is the internet. Right, yep, nailed it. Yeah, it, it's weird. Somebody said um, Marvel fans are basically going to attach themselves to whatever they want to attach themselves to. There's mm-hmm. no real loyalty in the internet fandom. Now, I'm not saying all no. Marvel fans are like that, because obviously there are um, dedicated yeah. Marvel fans. But right. it is weird seeing that. So much so, the, um, what, the Madam Web trailer came out, and all the comments under it were, oh, this looks better than the Marvels. This is better than the Marvels already. I, I'm ready. I'm like, watching the trailer. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's listen, not. Listen, listen. I watched that trailer and about vomited because I had no idea what was going on. You can't tell me a movie, the, a two-minute trailer is better than a movie when the trailer doesn't even depict the fucking real character from the comics. No. Don't know if you know, because when I watched it, I was like, why is this movie called Madam Web? Because Madam Web is an old lady, blind, fucking just in a chair, dictating where Spider-Man goes. This bitch is literally fighting a Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> trying to save we... three other Spider-Women. Oh my God. Yeah. And we're getting so many quick cuts of them in spider suits. They're like, we can't show this CGI. <laughs> Sweetie's going to be pissed. <laughs> oh, God. So, we didn't even see what's her face. What's her face is in that movie, too. Um, Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. Is yeah, there. Emma Roberts is hiding. I don't know. Look, I'm not, look, 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 I ain't hating the scum universe, the Spider-Man cinematic universe, but boy, oh boy, (laughs) but boy, oh boy, if you're going to literally write under that trailer, this looks better than the Marvels, then you're the same cocksucker cuck that wrote on Ghostbusters 2016. Uh, thumbs down. This is the worst thing I've ever yeah. seen. It's the same exact people. It's the same fucking same people. people. Go fuck yourselves. Both All Sony right. too. Imagine that. Oh, well, oh my God! You just <laughs> you brought it full circle. Yeah. All right. So let's go Marvel twenty twenty four. Currently, the only movie, and I think it's confirmed, the only movie that's going to come out is Deadpool three. Because yes. everything's gotten pushed to 2025. Uh, show-wise, I know Echo drops in January, and it's all episodes at once. So it's binge, mm-hmm. binge true. city, and it's on Hulu and Disney Plus because it's TVMA. Ah, okay. Um, Echo is from Hawkeye. From um, Hawkeye. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I know that I, I did, th- there's a trailer out for that, right? Yes, there is a trailer, and the trailer is heavy Kingpin with her and there is a shot and i haven't really seen people talk about but there is a shot of daredevil in it great that's so so this will be two shows and one movie what's the other show 
Uh, I thought you said... Ag oh, is Agatha finally coming out? No, I don't think so. I'd have to double check, but I don't think so. I, I, well, I feel like, like that pushed back again. Okay, so currently, all I knows of, Echo in January, and then Deadpool 3 in July, and this is all I got to say about this. This is what Marvel needs. Marvel needs a fucking break. Yeah. Because they need enough time to breathe. I know it's the, the, the other side of the coin. DC, they're releasing Aquaman, and then they just have Joker, which isn't even in a universe, Elseworlds. coming out. Yep. Yeah, it's an Elseworlds that comes out in October. Then we don't get another movie from that until Superman. Okay, so M's God. All right, Marvel oh God. wise. Oh God. Um, Madam Web. Yeah. Deadpool three. Craven yeah. the Hunter. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do not come in here with that <laughs> scum shit. That's why Sony's I shook my head. On their Marvel own. wise. <laughs> Sony's on their own fucking track. Okay, so MCU wise is just Deadpool. Deadpool movie wise, movie. and then uh, Disney Plus shows we have Echo. Okay. In January. Yeah. Uh, X-Men 97 animated show early, mid-2024. That's fun. Well, that's okay. uh, mid-2024. Deadpool 3 is July. Jo it's going to drop about the same time. They currently have Agatha Darkhold Diaries as fall 2024. So, you give me both those shows, and especially because the shows are so separated. Like, you're talking quarter one versus quarter three. So I think that's a good distance. I think Deadpool being the only movie, they can run the fact that no one's watched the Marvel movie since the Marvels, which is which obviously hasn't done well. So with people going to theater, there's a potential that Deadpool makes a billion dollars. Of course, it's Deadpool. It, we know Deadpool's it, beloved. It's got Wolverine in it. We've been wanting to see that. It's an R-rated yep. film. Yep. So if it doesn't hit a billion, it might be because of the R rating, but we'll see. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I think it can. I think it will score eight fifty. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna do business. There's no yeah. way it doesn't do business. Yeah. So for me, having a good year of 2023 and potentially a good year of 2024. And once that happens and they're on track with future TV shows, quality over quantity, there's a chance. Phase five is phase five, but I think phase six, phase six has a chance to fucking save this entire goddamn thing. And then we could start over. Then yeah. we, then we start over baby. Which I, I love that. Um, both DC and Marvel are rebooting. Yeah. They're both in a world where they're rebooting. I mean, Marvel's not mm -hmm. fully rebooting like DC is, but obviously there's a change that needs to happen over there. Yeah. And now they're starting to move in that process. Um, and going back to the Kang thing we were talking about, if right. they do replace Kang, like they mm -hmm. showed in season one of Loki that there's variants of Loki and they're not all... They all don't look like him. Yeah, so it's very easy for you to be like, oh, there's Kang, but it's not Dude Man. You know? it's, <laughs> it's been wildly funny to me how much they don't want to fucking recast. Like we don't sit in a world where you recasted Don Cheadle from Terrence Howard. We yeah. haven't, or we recasted Mark Ruffalo from Edward Norton. Like, I don't understand this whole fucking, like 
And it's the internet. Again, the problem is you. You have put these people like they're fucking real characters and not goddamn actors. Someone else can be Kang. Yeah. And and this is just going off if he gets, like, if he is guilty, which we will not find out till November when the trial, November 29th when the trial starts. Like, the fact that we can't fucking just get a different actor to come in. I forget his name. Um, he was in Get Out. He was in The Haunted Mansion this year. He was in... Um, oh, oh, oh. Oh my god! Fuck, I'm, I'm gonna look it up. I love this. I love this. <laughs> haunted love Mansion, this. good pool. Yeah, thank you. Uh, haunted Mansion. His, Lakeith. Yes. Lakeith Stanfield. Yes. Lakeith Stanfield. Yes. If you're gonna look at me and tell me that Lakeith Stanfield couldn't be fucking Kang, continuing on, you're an idiot. He is a tremendous actor who has yes. tremendous range, and he could pull that off. And he's not even the only fucking one, pal. We're not even talking about Donald Glover. Fuck, we're not even talking about standby. Well, Donald, stand Donald Glover's already in the MCU. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So fucking, <laughs> fucking, fucking, we're going to sit here and act like uh, Ryan Reynolds wasn't in Blade Trinity. He wasn't. We're not going to sit here he and act like that Ryan Reynolds wasn't Hal Jordan. Listen, we, we forget Blade Trinity, all right? Triple H was in that movie. We don't talk about Blade Trinity, okay? I'll talk, I'll talk about it all day. I'll talk about it all day. Um, fuck. Oh, my God. I can't find it. I'm not finding the other person I was thinking of. From I mean, John David Washington Atlanta. would be fantastic. John David Washington. Oh, my God. Like, literally, you have a plethora of people that could fulfill this fucking role and continue the story and be a variant and... You're telling me you don't have footage of fucking Jonathan Majors where you can have this guy come up and just kill him? Yeah. I mean, heck, Get he, out died, of he died in Ant-Man. For all exactly. we know, he's gone. There's thousands of them that you could just take. <laughs> that's, I think that's the problem is they show that whole coliseum full of all Jonathan Majors. They're like, oh, well, we can't do anything now. Yes, like, you can. because it's a, Yes, you can. <laughs> just because it's a fucking shot. You just get this one guy. Come, because here's my problem. I don't like pivoting to, like, say it's dead, uh, Dr. Doom. Right. I don't like pivoting just to him to just say that. Because now you're making Dr. Doom, who I think's a badass MFR, who can take down thousands of variants at once? Yeah. No, 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 okay? I've seen Dr. Doom. And to play it like he's going to be this badass that I've seen in two movies from um, Fox earlier and then the fucking monster movie that fucking came <laughs> later. No, no, Tobin Bell can't do that. No, Tobin Bell. Oh my god. But anyways, um and my final bit of this and going right back to the front where the problem is you I, and I've said I mean we've been talking about this for an hour. The most I got here is The Marvels was a fun movie and the fact that the fandom turned on it for no fucking apparent reason, like the movie should have made more money and I get why it didn't because the actor strike just ended. They didn't have time to get them on talk shows. They didn't have time to do this promotion. When you think of the actor strike, the last movie to fucking the, the last two, which were Barbenheimer 
But before Barbenheimer, there was a marketing. Ryan Gosling was everywhere. He was fucking petting dogs, like, all over the place. Margot Robbie was doing... And that movie made a billion dollars. And since then, we didn't because the actors couldn't do anything. No one could have promoted. If Kamala, the actress who plays Kamala, if fucking Monica Rambeau, the actress who played her, and um, Brie, who plays Carol... If they all could have done shows together or do these internet things, I think the movie would have made a little bit more its opening weekend. I think it made 110 worldwide. I think $150 million was possible for that opening, which would, wouldn't have been horrible. Do you believe in this superhero fatigue that they're bringing up? No, no. And the reason why is because, and, and I think this is what a lot of people say, oh, just make good superhero movies they do this is a fun movie it is a fun time at the i haven't been to theater since august everything i've watched has been at home and i was aching to go to the theater to see a movie and this is what drew me out to go to theater this was a fun movie is it is it my favorite of the year absolutely not but was it a fun time that i was laughing enjoying the action and having just a ball with yes it was and it's okay that not every movie is infinity war or fucking captain america winter soldier it's okay if they're just fun it's okay because guess what barbie's fun barbie is a fun movie and i'm oh watch this hey this is better than barbie Really? I said it. I said it, America. I wow. said it. It's oh. a fun movie. Okay. I haven't seen Barbie yet, so I can't really debate you on okay, that. Okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, again, I can say it till the end of the day. I'm not a Marvel guy, and guess what? I enjoyed this movie. I went to the theaters. I left the theaters a happy person. I did not have anything I, to complain about. I don't know exactly how I can equivalent to DC... But if I would, like, just as a comparison, I would say it's as fun as the first Shazam. Yeah. Like, it's in the same ballpark of, like, just a fun time. Mm-hmm. Like, fun time, there's nothing. Cars. I haven't seen Blue Beetle yet, which I'm hoping to see very soon. Like, somebody told me it's... It's on Max. Yeah. No, it's not. It should be, yeah. I feel like... I no, I'm telling you, it's not. I feel like... Uh, I, I think it drops, like, December 5th. Blue Beetle on Max. I'm searching. Keep talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. But like... Yeah, November 17th. November 17th. Oh, Friday. Yep. I got me a movie to watch. Um, I just... I don't know, man. And the only reason why I didn't even go see it that in theater is because it was such a flip-flop of is it he's still going to be the Blue Beetle or not? Or is this going to continue? With all that stuff, like, I just was like, I don't want to get invested again. I'm tired of getting invested. So I, I'm I, glad... I, I, yeah, I can't I'm, do that. I'm, I'm glad. a DC guy. I have to be there. Oh, I'm a DC guy too, baby. You know I am. But, like, I just... I, I'm excited. Look, that's a different show. We'll do yeah, this. Yeah, we'll do We're this going thing. to do the December uh, Aquaman after Aquaman comes. Get ready for DC year in review. Yes, I like I'm it. I'm excited about talking about that. But um, review it, Rob. Plug your stuff before we go. Yeah, baby. man. Host of the Review at Rob show where I talk movie news, spoiler free yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so I talk the Marvels. You can check out the spoiler free thoughts there, but we just talked about it here. I'll talk about uh, <laughs> hopefully Hunger Games will be in the next episode if I make time to go see that in theaters. But I do that talk movie stuff. I'll throw in random stuff to talk about. I just have fun there. Also, WBRU with my brother. WBRU. We talk um, 
football stuff, other random nonsense, national day stuff. We have a good time over there and theme park oh, stuff. Yeah. So we do those two Hell shows. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yes. And I'm on Core Memory Unlocked, which comes out every Tuesday. Soon to be another show coming out, Thrill Me Weekly. So be yeah. on the lookout for that. And this was a fun time because it is Fun Friday on the Thrill Me Podcast Network. <laughs> Let me plug something, man. Yes, it is Fun Friday. Check out the My Cousin Vinny episode of Core Memory Unlocked. Freaking loved it. <laughs> you only loved it because Justin does a sweet Marissa Tomei impression the entire episode. I thought it was Marissa Tomei. I, 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 I thought turned it was away from the stream for a moment. I was about to play the clip. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fantastic. All right, so we'll catch you on the next video and be on the lookout in December for the DC year in review. All right, Rob, talk to you later, but bye.